Season's greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Going Up Cast, your festive feel-good podcast with holiday cheer, songs of the season, drunken ramblings from a magical school, angry drives for decorations, and movies to get warm by the fire or two. I'm your host, Andrew Logan, and let's dive right into it. So this kicks off our wonderful month of holiday cheer at the Going Up Cast. We've got holiday songs, I've got holiday movies, I've got holiday stories, everything about the holidays to bring a warm smile to your face and the season's cheer all up inside your brain fruits. It's going to be going on all month long, including we even go over the uh, Christmas stuff in book four with Harry Potter. It's all lined up so perfectly. The synchronicity of life is truly astounding. But first, we're going to get started with some wonderful holiday stuff. Keeping on with the holiday spirit, the other night I went to Safeco Fields to take part in this huge Christmas light extravaganza known as Enchant. Uh, It is a giant Christmas market slash Christmas light maze slash ice skating trail event thing with like live music and food and all sorts of crazy stuff. And basically what they've done is they've taken over Safeco Field to put all of the stuff down on the field and like the, the layers of the stadium are filled with different stalls and has lots of people wandering around and there's lots of booze to be had and it was a grand old time. Uh, the markets them like the markets themselves were comprised of stalls that you would often find at like Pike Place or your any given farmer's market. You know, there was like a booth that sold honey, there was a booth that sold soap. A couple of them were like holiday themed, but more often than not, it was just kind of like a, a large farmer's market. You know, candles and glassware and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I didn't actually buy anything, which is probably better for my wallet. There was this one booth that sold bamboo sheets. And I had a pair of bamboo sheets a long time ago, and they were amazing. And I loved them because the more you use them, the softer they got. They're they're incredible. They, like, break down the fibers, and they just become softer and softer the more you use them. But now I have a queen size bed and not a full anymore so my old sheets won't work anymore so i need to find new bamboo sheets but the bamboo sheets there were it was like a 50 dollar markup on what you could get them for elsewhere i mean i'm sure the, the quality of the product is probably pretty nice but that is more than i would be willing to pay for bamboo sheets but the market was a lot of fun to wander around i like free samples of stuff i got a, a couple of cookies from this one place that were decent so That was all well and good. And then the field itself comprised of the maze and the ice skating rink. I did not go ice skating because my ankle is still bummed. Um, But the line was so massive for ice skating that I probably wouldn't have wanted to do it anyway because I wasn't willing to stand in that line to ice skate. But that was very cool. Watching people go around. The thing with this ice skating, like not rink, because it was a trail. It It was a pathway through... Um, this section of the field where you could ice skate. People on that looked incredibly pressured because unlike a normal ice skating rink where you can just kind of do whatever you want because it's this big open space, this was a trail with a pre-designed path. Like, you are pressured to continue skating forward due to the massive number of people who are ice skating around in front and behind you. So it's like you can't stop on the sides because someone's going to knock into you. You got to keep moving. And that doesn't seem very relaxing to me. 
So I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it. Also, the only times I've ever ice skated in my life, I've gotten a concussion every time. So not high on my list of things to do, but the maze itself was very fun. It was this huge construct. Uh, and what you were given right at the start of the maze is this little scratch card where you have to find all of Santa's reindeer. They're lost in the maze and you got to track them down. And they're, they're these gigantic, like 20 feet tall reindeer light up con like metal construct things. And they're all over the place. There are a lot of photo ops throughout the maze. So there's, you know, a lot of pictures with my family and stuff posing near giant snowflakes and giant Christmas trees and all that stuff. And I got a couple of pictures of this whole event up on the blog that you can go take a look at. The maze itself was very fun. Um, people just kind of wandering around. Everybody's having a grand old time. There was Christmas music blasting from all these speakers. It was, it was pretty awesome. I got to say it was, it was a grand old time. A little pricey in terms of the tickets. And to be perfectly honest with you, uh, the the price of the ticket versus what you get out of the experience is probably not equal. Like I feel like the tickets probably should have been a little less because if you're not gonna get anything at the market, then there's really not much there for you. You know what I mean? There's a maze and there's ice skating. And if you can't ice skate, then there's a maze. And that's then that's it, that's all there is. And then you're spending a lot of money to go through a maze. And it wasn't even a difficult maze. It was just this large kind of spread of lights. The maze itself was not a challenge. Giant mazes like that very rarely are because you can't have people get lost in your dumb maze. So, oh well, it was a lot of fun. And it was a great way to kick off the holidays because I did this on the first, the first of December I went to Enchant. So the holidays have officially begun in my household. And to talk a little bit more about what I do on my holidays, let's listen to the next thing of the podcast. Traditionally, with my family at least, we like to put the tree up after Thanksgiving. And usually, that tree is up through at least Christmas. Um, occasionally in the past, we've had it through New Year's. But um, in recent years, we usually tear down the tree pretty much the day after Christmas or occasionally same day. We've done same day tear down of the trees. We do not have a real tree. We've never had a real tree. Um, as far as I am aware, I think maybe like when I was first born, there may have been a real tree, but ever since then, it's been fake Costco trees. Um, and only up until, oh God, a couple of, it was like three or four years ago, we finally got a pre-lit Christmas tree, which is just a fucking huge time saver. So you put that bad boy up, you plug all the things in and the whole thing just lights perfectly. So big fan of the pre-lit Christmas trees. Put that up and you can find a picture of what my tree looks like on the blog right now, governmentcast.com forward slash blog. And we went with a classic gold theme this year. Usually we mix it up. We each have, like each member of my family has an enormous box full of custom ornaments. And in years past, we've decked the ever living crap out of the tree to where there was not a blank branch in sight. But through recent years, it's been more common for us to just put some gold baubles on the tree. Uh, the ribbon has been a recent addition, and we like to keep it classy and simple, mostly because it's it's a lot easier. We listen to some tunes when we build the tree, fluff out the branches, traditions abound. When I was in college, I picked up a couple of traditions of my own that I also like to um, honor every Christmas since college, including my microscopic tree that I've had since freshman year of college, I believe. Pretty sure I've had this since freshman Yeah, I had this since freshman year of college. The reason I know that is because I can go back to some of my earliest videos I ever put out on the internet 
and like that first month was Christmas videos. And if you go all the way back, you can see me playing with this baby tree um, and some of those early videos. And this baby tree was not pre-lit, but I forever tied like a string of lights around the tree. So it basically is pre-lit. Um, like I, I tear down the tree and I put it back up every holiday season, but I never take the lights off of it. Uh, and this year I just kind of have the tree on my nightstand next to my bed and tied to the tree is this kind of strand of garland that I have draped over my microphone stand right now just to kind of bring the Christmas lights in this one corner of my room as I record audiobooks and podcasts and stuff like that. So those are my traditions. Um, I, I love the holidays. It is my favorite time of year, hands down, bar none. But I'm curious what kind of holiday traditions you do with your friends and family. So if you have an awesome holiday tradition, I'd love to hear about them. We can talk about them all throughout the month of December. You can send in those at goingcast at gmail.com or use the contact page at goingcast.com. What do you do for the holidays? Do you have a tree? Is it alive? Is it a fake tree? Those sorts of details would be awesome to know. And we can talk about them, how other people celebrate the holidays. But for now, let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. Another whimsical, magical week requires whimsical magic in the form of three brand new Harry Potter chapters. We have chapter 19, The Hungarian Horntail, chapter 20, The First Task, and chapter 21, The House of Liberation Front. Chapter 21, I think, is going to be my legacy. I think when people look back on these books, generations down the road, they're all going to say the same thing. You know, chapter 21 is when he really lost his fucking mind. I don't know what he was smoking or drinking, but Jesus Christ, chapter 21. And the reason chapter 21 is so infamous is because I did the entire thing in one voice because I was smashed off my butt and it reflects that. It's a solid 40 minutes of a very bad Southern accent. Here's a little bit of it. Really? Harry thought as he pulled the hangings on his four-poster clothes. Hagrid had a point. They were all right, really. Dragons. The start of December, you probably thought I was going to stop with the, pot, with the break in the story, but you were wrong, motherfuckers. You were all wrong. I can keep this voice up till the cows come home, which should be in about 30 minutes, because that's when the chapter's over. Anyway, I feel this need to put on my watch in case you think I'm joking that I kept that up the entire time. You will be able to listen to that chapter in its entirety come tomorrow night, Wednesday night. You can listen to these three chapters plus all the preceding chapters and the previous three books at gomcast.com forward slash audiobook. You can find them all, they're right there. Right there for your listening. They're free, it's all free. Don't gotta pay for none of it. It's totally free, which automatically makes them better than the official versions, because those cost money. So there you go. Three brand new chapters. Harry Potter just bringing in the holiday cheer. You know what's cool is that we actually get the holiday segments of Goblet of Fire during the holidays. That's exciting. Looking forward to that. But for now, you get to watch Harry fight a dragon. And then you get to listen to me talk about Harry fighting a dragon. And on that note of me talking about things, let's move on to the next thing in the podcast.
Because of the festive time of year, we find ourselves in all of these songs that come for the song of the week in the month of December shall be holiday related. And these first two songs are no exception. First song comes to us from my own personal cover of this wonderful song. And then of course the second song is a song I couldn't hope to cover in a million bajillion million bajillion years. So the first song comes from a musical, which I didn't really put the pieces together on that one until I actually looked at the like Wikipedia article for the song. It is from Jerry Herman's Broadway musical, Mamay, Mammy. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. It was first performed by Angela Lansbury in the 1966 production. The song is called, We Need a Little Christmas. That's where the song comes from. But for me, this song is the opening song to A Muppet Family Christmas, which came out in 1987. Um, and I do cover this song for this week's cover. It's just, it's a wonderful little upbeat, in hindsight, very musical number. Um, I didn't realize that when I was singing it, but now it totally makes sense. And it's a standard in my household because we love A Muppet Family Christmas. So here is my cover of We Need a Little Christmas from John Herman's musical, Mamay. Mammy, whatever, I don't know how to it. Here it is. This minute, yeah, we need a little Christmas right this very minute. It hasn't snowed a single flurry, Fozzy. We're all in a hurry. Climb down the chimney, put up the brightest string of lights I've ever seen. Slice up the fruit cake. It's time we hung some tinsel on that evergreen The next song comes to us from the album Merry Christmas, released November 1st, 1994. That's right, it's All I Want for Christmas Is You by Mariah Carey, who is a phenomenal vocalist. According to Wikipedia, this is uh, widely considered to be the best-selling modern-day Christmas song, which I think is accurate. Most Christmas songs were either written or recorded and popularized a long time ago uh, with vocalists like Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin... Um, Fred Astaire, Bing Crosby, way back in the day. And those are classics and they can't be disputed at being classics. But every now and then, modern day singer-songwriters kind of strike gold with a quality Christmas song that'll live beyond them and be a hit for the ages. And All I Want for Christmas Is You is absolutely one of those songs. It's super upbeat, it puts me right in the Christmas spirit, and it just showcases Mariah Carey's incredible range and vocal power. And no one, no one can sing this song better than her. So I'm not even going to try. If you guys have a song that you want to suggest for Song of the Week, keeping in mind the Christmas holiday theme we're going to go through all of December, you can send in those requests at goemcast at gmail.com or use the contact page at goemcast.com. I would love to hear your guys' renditions of famous holiday songs or your favorite holiday song. Whichever floats your boat. God knows I will be doing as many I can this month, which I believe is four. I think we're going to get four Christmas co song covers out of this but all of these songs will be found on the going cast playlist which you can find a link to at goingcast.com or if you search on spotify for going up cast you will find the song of the week playlist and you can listen to all of these wonderful songs right there for your easy enjoyment but up next let's talk about something else in this podcast hey 
gang, it is I coming to you live once again from inside my freezing car. It did not warm up at all when I got into it, but hey, that's fine. It's getting warmer every second, which is so pleasant and so nice. And I wanted to take this lovely opportunity of me driving around, getting gas and running errands and whatnot to talk about one of my favorite things about the holidays. I absolutely adore the amount of effort that people put into decorating the outsides of their houses and their businesses. I think when people really get into the spirit of things, it's just fantastic. And I'm like looking around at the storefronts around me. Some people are into it and some people aren't. For example, there's a Pure One import about 200 feet to the left of me and they've got the Christmas trees and the Christmas lights all over that little bastard. And then to the right of me, I got a car dealership and there is not a holiday decoration in sight. So, some people get into it, a lot of people don't, but it's also worth noting that it is still very early in December, and I fully recognize the fact that not everybody's ready and raring to wear Christmas sweaters as much as I am. Um, Jesus Christ, stupid ass motherfucking people in their cars breaking suddenly. I'm trying to be whimsical and festive, you fuck. Anyway. It's just, oh, look at all these wonderful... There's some Christmas lights on that mini mall there. I love it. Excellent. They had, like, fall decorations up still, which is over now. Well, I mean, fall, the season's still going, but the time to celebrate fall is over. It is winter time now. Except it's not winter. It's still fall, which I always hated. Um, to me, winter should be, like, the 1st of December. But it's, like, the 21st, right, is when winter rolls around? Anyway. So I, I fully appreciate my local community getting in the spirit of the holidays. Do you know how to drive your fucking car? Oh my sweet Jesus. The right one is gas and the left one is the brake. Figure it out. Christ. But yeah, I love the holidays. Oh look, late Christmas trees. There we go. That's what I love. And that's a public park. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. When they light trees, oh, I love it. It's so good. It's so good. If you guys see any awesome Christmas decorations when you're driving around town or doing whatever you when you're doing your Christmas shopping, send me some pictures. I would love to see just how different cultures and different communities all over the world celebrate the holidays. Um, Bellingham, when I where I went to college, was huge on this. They decked the ever living crap out of that town every year, and I loved it. Giant lit up snowflakes. There were trees that were lit up. Storefronts would do like the fake snow and all sorts of stuff. They really went for it in Bellingham and I loved it. It was like, it was instant. You could feel the festivity just kind of power through the air, especially when you're that far north and it gets colder and more snowy than it does down here, for sure than it does down here. Oh, thank God, the person's getting out of my way. Whoo! I, I swear, all right. It's, it's not that I get angrier when I drive when I'm talking to you guys but what happens is when I'm talking and driving at the same time my like my, my inner monologue for bad drivers just streams right out of my mouth usually when I'm driving by myself I'm silent because you know I'm not talking to anybody unless I'm like singing to songs and stuff like that but if I'm talking to you guys about a topic and there's some bullshit dumbass driver in front of me or around me then I'll just be like, I'll just, it'll just happen. It'll just be raged right out the gate. So that's, um, it's an interesting, interesting discovery from doing these things. 
Um, kind of like when I tried to uh, fall asleep to my own audiobook and my brain thought it was me thinking. So my brain kept working, so I wasn't actually. Fuck you! You had. God damn it. So I'm turning into Costco to get gas, and like right at the very last moment, this dude cuts across me to be in the fucking turn lane. He had like a mile and a half of turn lane that he could have done that shit fucking sooner. Kick his goddamn ass. Stupid ass Idaho motherfucking piece of shit. Unfortunately, Costco isn't that busy. So that's nice at least. Gonna have to find an open lane far away from this person though so I don't get out of the car and fucking kill him. What the hell do you have? You bought a sofa bed. You lucky son of a bitch. Sorry, big old box on this dude's roof. It was a big old sofa bed. I'm gonna... I don't know what I should do here. Do you shut your car off? No, okay, there we go. Christ. It's getting right up in my business, aren't you? I'm going to this lane right here. Because that's the side that my gas cap is on. Anyway, I think that'll do it for this segment of the podcast. Let's move on to the next thing of the podcast. So our new segment I want to do for the month of December is I want to talk about some of my all-time favorite Christmas videos, Christmas movies, and that sort of, you know, milieu of the holiday spirit because as much as music is impactful for the holidays, for me it's watching some of those movies that I simply can't watch any other times of year because I relate it so heavily to the holidays. Now, some of the movies I talk about won't be explicitly Christmas movies. For example, if I was to talk about the first Harry Potter movie, that's not exactly a Christmas movie, but because there is a fairly large emphasis on the Christmas time during Harry's first year at Hogwarts, it could be argued that, yeah, there it's a, it's a pretty festive movie, but that's not what I'm going to talk about. Technically, what I'm about to talk about is not a movie but a TV special released in 1987 called A Muppet Family Christmas. Now, the song of the week, um, We Need a Little Christmas, is actually the opening song to that movie. I mentioned it briefly in Song of the Week, and I'm mentioning it even more now. You may have noticed that the lyrics I used in We Need a Little Christmas were Muppet-themed, and that's because, to me, at least the Muppet lyrics flow better than the original lyrics do but the whole thing is about 47 minutes long uh you can actually find the entire muppet family christmas on youtube if you just look up the muppet family christmas you can watch the whole thing it's right there i just re-watched it so i'm proof that it's it's available i think the youtube channel is like doug or something like that um but it's it's right there on youtube which is good because it's notoriously difficult to find because it was a TV special and it was never released on DVD to my knowledge. I think it might have been a really long time ago, but those DVDs are almost impossible to find. So the fact that it's on YouTube, you can just go watch it. And I highly recommend you do. It is a crossover event uh, before crossover events were really commonplace outside of comic books. It's got the Muppets, it's got Sesame Street, it's got the Fraggles. It's got the three heavy hitters of Henson Puppet, Muppet Technology television shows. They all come together for the holidays. Basically, the plot of the of the special is that Fozzie and all the Muppets uh, roll up to Fozzie's mom's house 
uh, for the holidays. And, it, you know, it's everybody cramming together in a house and they're trying to find, like, room for everybody to sleep in. And then Sesame Street shows up and they're trying to find room for all of them. And then Robin and Kermit find the Fraggle hole and then they go hang out with the Fraggles and the Fraggles are on the party too. And basically, it's, it's a loose um, narrative uh, tied around just a bunch of songs and musical numbers. They they sing every Christmas song in the book outside of a couple of ones. Like, I don't think Let It Snow is in there. Um, it could be. I don't remember. It's it's like every big heavy hitter Christmas song is is in this special. There's a lot of really great comedic bits. Um, some of my all-time favorite things about the Muppets was their ability to pull off the running gag like better than any other like television show I've seen since the Muppets were were the king of the running gag things like uh, when Kermit blows out a candle or drinks milk through a straw and he looks right at the camera and he goes think about that friends and it's just I love shit like that it's iconic in this one it's the icy patch at the top of the stairs and all the Muppets just falling over and eating it all like throughout the whole thing it's hilarious I love it so much um Oh god, there's there's so many great things about this special. I don't want to ruin it for you by saying everything that happens in the special. I just really encourage you to watch it. It's not very long. It'll put a big dumb smile on your face and isn't that what the holidays is all about is just feeling good about like yourself and watching something that brings joy. And it's 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 right there on YouTube. It's free. Muppet Family Christmas. I love it to pieces. And quite possibly the best thing about the whole thing is the very end because a certain somebody shows up who was there the whole time, but you get to see him and knowing how things went down, it's so much more impactful, uh, his appearance at the very end of the special. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but if you know anything about the Muppets, you could probably guess who shows up and it's, it's magical. It really is. They all do wonderful versions of the songs. A couple of them get Muppetized. So get ready for that. Get ready for some Muppet, some Muppet jokes, but it's, it's a grand old time. If I had one sticking point, um, and it's really, really low-key in this one compared to some other Muppet movies or Muppet TV shows, but when Robin the Frog was introduced, uh, it was a running joke for me and my family that every time Robin came on stage, you could probably go cook a turkey before he finished singing his song. He's, he's, he's a good singer, as frogs go, but... He holds out notes for far too long. Like, if he sang Silent Night, it'd be like, Silent I'm going to stop, but he get my point. He is uh, very drawn out. I actually have this theory that Robin was introduced as a character in the later seasons of Muppet Show because they're running out of ideas and they needed something to pad the time length. So they're just like, ah, fuck it. Let's just have Robin sing a song for 20 minutes and that's the episode. <laughs> See you next week. So, I don't know. But it's it's wonderful. It's nice and succinct. It summarizes the Muppets and all of those crazy, crazy shows really well and it has some impressive shoot like like angles and stuff throughout that as well if you understand the complexity 
of filming such a large-scale puppet Muppet production, then you can appreciate just how many people are in certain shots and how big the stage has to be for them to be standing around. And it's, it's a complicated task. So kudos to them for pulling that off. But it is one of the Christmas movies I always watch every year. Um, it is a standard for me and my folks. And I want to know if there are any movie standards in your households for the holidays. Because goodness knows I don't have enough Christmas movies to watch. I know a lot of people have a lot of favorites. And I'm going to be talking about mine throughout this month. But I would love to know what some of yours are. And we could talk about those too. So be sure to send in your favorite movie of the holidays in at goingupcast.com or goingcast at gmail.com. It would be awesome to get some, some more movies on my repertoire for the holidays. But now let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. And finally this week, what would a holiday podcast be without a brief, if not brief, discussion of wonderful cuisines that you can find around this time of the year. Now, some of my all-time favorite food items and drink items are only available during the holiday season, but I'm going to talk about something that was new to me this year that I know a lot of people do traditionally every holiday season. Now, this was the first year I'd ever done it. I recall doing it once in school a long time ago, but never at my place and never for me. And that was the construction and decoration of a gingerbread house. Now, we went the albeit lazy route and bought a pre-constructed gingerbread house which looks fantastic you'll find a picture of it on the blog but tastes like cardboard it 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 smells good and i guess that's you know one of the primary things you want from a gingerbread house is you want it to look good you want it to smell good but for me and my money i want it to taste good too what's the point of having food items if you can't eat the damn things so if you do make a gingerbread house i would encourage you to build it yourself now traditionally gingerbread Uh, At least my family's recipe for gingerbread is quite soft, which does not yield itself to construction very easily. So you may want to look into some sturdier construction material type gingerbread, usually utilizing strong bread flour versus um, standard uh, cookie flour. But that is neither here nor there. It is a fascinating tradition. I'm not sure where it exactly began, to be perfectly honest with you. But I will say that the gingerbread... Uh, house has brought a lovely smell of the holidays to my kitchen. It was a lot of fun to decorate if the final product is inedible. And it looks like, based on how solid this house was built when we got it, this thing could probably stay standing forever. I think it was sealed not with frosting, but with concrete. This thing is a solid built house. Like, if an earthquake hit, that house is going to survive. I'm just laying it out there. Not sure where we got it, but it's a sturdy, sturdy-ass house. And you may notice in one of the pictures that uh, one of the little gingerbread guys in the image is missing part of his hand. And that's because I nibbled it off because I wanted to see if it tasted any good. And it does not. So, answered right then and there. But that'll do it for this week of Whimsical Holiday Nature. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the song that undercut the podcast. That song is an old school classic favorite of mine. From famed internet royalty-free artist Kevin McLeod. And he writes music that is just phenomenal. If you explore his website uh, in Compatech, you will find not only that song, but a hundred different other songs that I can almost guarantee you've heard at least once or twice if you watch YouTube or Twitch fairly often. He is one of the premier 
royalty-free music artists out there, and I love that holiday song that he put together. It is, it's like 20 minutes long or something like that. I love it. It's so good. Puts me right in the spirit every year. I used to use it on my Christmas stuff back when I made YouTube videos. I would just have the whole song just run under the entire video because it just uh, it made me feel so warm and fuzzy inside, and I had to use it for my holiday videos. So I hope you enjoyed that. And a quick side note before I split, this upcoming Sunday, the 9th, of December, I am holding my For Everybody live stream. It'll be my For Everybody live stream. You do not have to be a Patreon supporter to watch the live stream. I'm going to tweet it out. We're going to do it on Twitch. It's going to be fantastic. I can't wait. I have no idea what we're going to play, but it's going to be on the 9th. It's going to be around early afternoon. I would guess 1 o'clock in the afternoon if I had to put a time on it. So sometime around then, keep an eye on Twitter. You can follow me at GoingUpCast on Twitter or at Margincor, M-A-R-G-I-N-K-O-R. Both are good for those details. And be sure to stay tuned. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I'll see you all next week for a brand new episode of The Going Up Cast. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. And goodbye! <laughs>